Well, on Saturday, Sarvasan was very sneaky. Shot up to Randwick for the ninth. Beaufort Park and fifteen dollars had paid, and he's with me now. Good on you, Sarb. Congratulations. Yeah, twenty six is in the fifteen. Oh, hello! It gets even better. It's the gift that keeps giving. Yeah, no, it was a good result. Um, fantastic for um, Les and Debbie Cow. They've been great supporters. They gave me back Shoreham to train a few years back, and we uh, won a group three race from the Easter Cup with him. And they've been great small supporters, and it was good to sort of reward them uh, with the, with a victory in town. It was our first winner since. Uh, Sure, and won the Easter Cup. Now, this bloke, while you look at his form, you can go 11th to 15, 8th to 13, whatever. He hadn't been beaten far. Well, for all them form gurus, if they did the form first up, his sectionals were just amazing. Uh, probably the best of the uh, best of the day. It was definitely the best for that race. Uh, and the horses that finished alongside him were Aaron Bay and I think Pal Dioro, who, who both went and thanked the form. And um, I think the only mistake I made was I was trying to get him ready for the Magic Millions race for Les and Debbie mm. in um, uh, Brisbane. And it just kept jarring up behind. He felt our track a little bit too hard and too firm. And we had to give him a little bit of treatment, uh, which we did probably about a month ago. Um, our chiropractor's been working on him a fair bit. And then uh, we've got another chiropractor that used to do a fair bit of work for us uh, up in Sydney. And he's done him in Sydney at Snowden's. And, um, I think uh, the results just showed he can gallop on his day when, when everything's equal. So I noticed the gear changes recently. You've tinkered around with the crossover nose band and a nose roll on him and so forth. Has he sort of been over racing a bit or getting his head up? What's he been doing? Oh, he, when he's not happy, he can absolutely carve you in half. He's the hardest pulling horse I've ever mm. ridden. And he's just a bastard that rides hard in the French. He's mm. just a, a very, very horrible horse to ride when he's not happy. So um, I just was trying to just, just get him happy and get him happy, um, uh, pain-free, but he just kept running through the bridle and it was very, very ferocious in training. And uh, So we put a crossover on, on him. We tinted a little bit here, a little bit there, but I think the key was he just needed them wet tracks and so we stopped galloping him, just, just waited to make sure that even when we galloped him, they were, the tracks had a little bit of giving him. And it's been very, very difficult here in Melbourne. We've had floods one moment, next moment they're rock hard too, mm. you know, so... It's been really hard to train him in from that retrospect. And uh, the facilities are great here at Seville, but uh, our port's not finished yet, so we couldn't pull him. I've uh, got a little jogger here, and we've got a treadmill and all that stuff. It's, it's, all, it's all being built, but it's not finished yet. So it was very, very difficult to get him there. And uh, then once we had him happy again, I just thought, well, you know what? Um, I know he likes the crossover, uh, the, the, the um, uh, shadow roll, sorry, and he likes his tongue tie. So that's the gear that we went with. Being that nature, the way he wants to overrate you and be a fierce one and run through the bridle, is he a better horse when he's got a bit of daylight? When you get him, or is he, are you better off tucking him behind something? Yeah, he's got to be smothered up yep. to the corner, um, and you'll probably find that he'd be going a lot better uh, on Saturday because he was pain free. Whereas when he's just got that them niggly, he, he, he'll, he'll still run for you, but he's just not happy. Yeah, and he doesn't begin as well and. Uh, you know yourself uh, on these hard tracks. If you don't, if you don't begin, and they're running time, they're running twenty through the last four hundred. You've got to virtually run twenty to beat them. It's imp- impossible to do, and that's what's been happening with him. But I knew I had him right at Warnable, and we got a, a leader bias track that day. And Dean Yendall done a good job with him by trying to hold him up as long as he could till he had one crack at him. And his run was absolutely phenomenal. And I rang Les Cow, and I was adamant that we go to Sydney. Uh, Randwick Mile is a good, tough mile, dropping back to the mile. 
hopefully I should withdraw barrier, lightweight, get Rachel King. So it was sort of a bit of a, bit of a forecast that we could do that, and it just paid off. I mean, had he drawn barrier 10 or 12, you end up going back or, or you're over racing and you just don't win. So there's a lot of luck involved, as you know, and uh, everything just panned out for him on the day. And on the day, he's as good as Galloper as I've trained. So I, just, I was really, really emotional for the horse. Mm. I know that he, he hadn't won for 800 days, but he deserved that victory. And he didn't just win. I mean, he won with a bit of authority. I thought his win was phenomenal, and he won the fastest time of the day. The other thing, too, you chose the perfect jock for him, Rachel King. She's got a beautiful seat, but also lovely soft hands on a horse. Yeah, and, you know, what's funny, um, sometimes uh, girls just click with yeah. these horses. Um, Rachel King-type, Jamie Carr-type riders, they just click. They just ride the animal, and they don't sort of use that strength to hold them up. But I will say thanks to Craig Williams as well, because he rode the horse at the Flemington, and he said to me, the horse is flying, so he said, he's just looking for the mile. And his mile form was horrible. And I agreed with him. I said, look, all his runs indicate to me he's going to run a mile and further. So um, that put me back on the right track. Mm. And, um, you know, both like Johnny Keating, that do all these gallops for me. Um, uh, the two marks that ride him in track work. So it was a big team effort to get him over the line. I know it was a benchmark 88, but for me it was just a, it was a big mountain that we climbed on Saturday. Yeah, well, I said, I've had some mates uh, have used Rachel in Sydney. They've, they've put on horses, normally hard pullers, and she just gets them to settle and travel beautifully. So where to from here with Beaufort Park now? What do you do with them? Do you head back to Sydney again? Look, I, I, um, he's staying up at uh, Peter and Paul Snowden's, and they've been wonderful in helping us out. And um, He's going to stay there for a week before we decide whether we run him in an 1,800-metre race uh, in Sydney or, um, or, or the uh, I think there's a Grand Trek handicap um, which is a mile. Uh, if he doesn't draw a barrier there, we'll put him on a truck, bring him home, and he might run the car line a couple of weeks after. Well, Saab, congratulations, mate. 26 to 15. Oh, won't you be playing up this week? <laughs> Good on you, mate. Congratulations, and uh, great to catch up today. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Saab, Saab, great effort going to Sydney there and uh, getting the money on the weekend.